Day and welcome to the Pandemi Show. Stories of the Pandemi for people living in the Pandemi. No one is alone on the Pandemi Show. Thanks for joining us as we unite humanity through stories of hope, connection, and community in the face of the global pandemic. We are all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Thanks for taking a moment to like, subscribe, and follow the Pandemi Show on social media. We are really lucky today to have a fantastic special guest from Toronto. Who are you? Uh, my name's Ian Blurton, and I play guitar and sing. I first came across Ian Blurton in 2002, 2003, somewhere on the 401 corridor between Windsor and Kingston or the Big Apple. I just want to say <laughs> thank you so much for your time here today, oh. Ian. I've been listening to your music through the pandemic. You were one of the last shows I saw in 2019. Well, summer festivals. You rocked Hillside in the tent. It was amazing. And could you just tell us, Ian Blurton, rock and roller, what was your life like pre-pandemic? Uh, well, pre-pandemic, well, as you as we talked about earlier, we were just finishing up touring uh, Signals Through the Flames. And see, we had gone to Calgary. There's a uh, there's a place called the National Music Center in Calgary, and they own the Rolling Stones Mobile. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's like a lot of records have been made on it, and they offered us a chance to make a record wow. on this thing. So we flew out there, and in four days, we laid down the beds for the record, and then came back, did a couple of shows, and then... Uh, it was that was it. So you were touring, supporting your recent release, Signals Through yeah. the Flame, your 2019 yeah. album. I saw you touring that at Hillside Music Festival at Guelph right. Lake. I think that was the second weekend in August. It was fantastic. And then a few short months later, the world went topsy turvy. COVID nineteen. Yeah. Can you tell us how this pandemic? changed your life as a touring musician who's doing lots of shows every year to being locked down right well actually i i don't pl actually tour that much like compared to what i used to do i'm mostly in the studio but the lockdown still affected that and i mean obviously a lot of things changed you know when you're dealing with microphones too it's like and singing is like that's a good way to spread anything. So it's just really uncertain for a long time, you know? It, it's like Dope said from the Montreal punk rock band, Bad Skin. At the beginning, there's all this fear because like if you touch something that somebody else touched, you get the COVID cooties. Yeah. We then realized as we adapted and the pandemic went on that, um, you know, it's, it's airborne. If you're outside with people, you're probably safe. If you're inside with masks, you're probably safe. I've recently talked to some musician friends, some singers that have been getting singing masks, that there's a special type of thing for your oh mask. I haven't seen it. I wonder if it kind of fills up with air, but I'll get more oh. information to, to you on that. And But I, I also know that with technology, I've heard recently, and I think it was in a paper out of Ottawa, and Lisa Humber, the stage manager from Come From Away, told me about it. There's now some high-end technology where people can jam simultaneously and hear each other. Not right. like on this software 
you know, we could each jam, but it's not going to synchronize and it's going to be horrible. Have, have you right. been exploring with any new technologies as a producer? No, actually, uh, I have not. Uh, but that sounds really great because that's always been an issue, you know, the lag between everything. And uh, I mean, God, think of the possibilities if you could actually get that going to be able to jam with, you know, somebody from, you know, say Nigeria and Japan at the same time is like, you know, that really is, you know, I always thought the internet was going to be about communication and opening up things like that and like quick translations and things like that and being able to talk to people in other countries with the translation happening. And um, I don't know, I, it, it would be great if that stuff started happening because, you know, music's a language anyway. So it's like, whatever. Uh, fascinating point. I know I'm a late adopter of technology oh, in the too. sense that, that the pandemic, I've been like buying things online. Right. And I'm doing these online talk, like video conferences. I, I never did any of this stuff before. And right. I and people said, you should try it. I'm like, I'm never going to try it. I'm in the here and now. So, the, so, yeah, the pandemic has really shaked everything up, especially with technology and now how late adopters are starting to use it. I know talking to Angus, one of the guys that helps out with the show, he was down working at an internet company in 2000. I don't know. And the internet was a huge thing. And David Hayes, some other guys in the internet industry, they couldn't believe how not everybody jumped on right away, but the, the pandemic has forced everybody on, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. And also, you know, with the supply chain uh, issues and, you know, having almost having to order stuff online for certain things, you know, it's interesting. How is, has the supply chain issue affected the music industry or affected you as a outstanding producer, superstar producer? Uh, actually, well, having trouble getting mic stands, believe it or not. Hmm. Yeah, a certain type of mic stand you want to play. I've been inspired by Nardwar, the human serviette on Twitch, especially during the winters and lockdowns. He's on Monday and Fridays on Twitch. So he's inspired us here at the Pandemic Show, and we're honored to play song title in the form of a Pandemic question here today on the right. Pandemic Show with our celebrity guest, Ian Blurton. Our first three questions are from Signals Through the Flame, your 2019 release, your powerful latest album. Are you up for this? 100%. What do you think about the March to Mars during the Pandemic? Based on your awesome track, March to Mars. God, you know, I haven't sung that song in two years. It makes me think of the gods of war. And uh, I guess it also makes me feel like I uh, think of Rob Taylor, who was the original lyricist in Change of Heart, because he had a song called Mars is Rising. And uh, I kind of didn't realize that till later. And it's just funny how something from so long ago, like, seeps into what you do and you don't realize it. And but it's part of you and it's still original or new or whatever, but it's something that's old. It's like how music and singing is in our DNA. Right. And it's not something that necessarily needs to be taught because it's innate and it's in us and we mm -hmm. feel it. Yeah. So much has happened in the space race. As a member of the USS Vector in Starfleet International, I'm always, <laughs> I'm always paying attention to developments in space. But also as someone who cares about income inequality and climate change and structural racism and all of those kinds of underlying problems that the pandemic has exposed that were plaguing our human community in before times. What do you think of the billionaire space race and then all of the space travel to Mars 
and the moon and the collaborations between different countries and the government models, the government space races versus the billionaire space race, which I'm going to call a uh, lowercase a astronaut space travel yeah. because it's ba barely space. But just thinking about that would be my that resource. would be my thing was is that like one of them is sort of like a scientific exploration and the other one is like some fancy flight on a nice plane or something, you know, like. I don't, I don't know. It's like a ride at Niagara Falls or something, you know, like uh, made of the mist for the, the uber state. rich. Yeah. Intense. Have you seen any natural phenomena in the skies lately, like the lunar eclipse last week? Nope. No. Living in downtown Toronto kind of eliminates a lot of that stuff. Although I do, you know, late at night, uh, it's looking out over the lake. It can be really nice. You know, Lake Ontario. Lake Ontario beautiful, beautiful lake. Yeah. Yeah. We're so fortunate here in Ontario. I'm doing this interview from the Haldeman track, the traditional territory of the Haudenosaunee, Anishinaabe, and Chang'ong Tang, the keepers of the deer, formerly referred to as the neutral people. We're so lucky to be around these great lakes, and I can only imagine how much more challenging the problems of the world and the pandemic would be in a place where you have a water shortage or contaminated water. But yeah, uh -huh. just, just hearing about your connections to Lake Ontario takes my mind in so many directions. I'm going to just, we need to get, I need to get focused here again. Okay. Uh, we're very lucky here today on the pandemic show. We're talking with one of my everyday heroes, Ian Blurton, <laughs> playing song title in the form of a pandemic question, inspired by the great interviewer, Nardwar the Human Serviette. Second question, what do you say to the people of the pandemic who feel like they've got nothing left to lose? Based on your song, Nothing Left to Lose. Well, I'm not really one to tell people what to do unless you know I'm producing a record or something. I would say maybe just do what you've always wanted to do if you've got nothing left to lose. As long as it's safe and kind, it doesn't hurt others? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Next question. Is anyone pandemic on ICQ in 2021 based on your song, ICQ, which I love? Right. Towards a distant star, great lyrics, great arrangement. Awesome. Actually, I did not know about the uh, that that messaging app or whatever it's called. It was actually, I was thinking uh, there's this, the band, The Outsiders, the 60s garage band, and they have a record called CQ. And uh, I think that's more or less where that kind of came from for me. So it's an homage to them. Shout out. Exactly. Our last question from song titles from your latest album, Signals Through the Flame, an album that you and your band were touring before the world changed as a result of the pandemic. Where were you during the night of the Black Goat? Did you eat it? Did you tan the hide for a drum? Based on your powerful song, Night of the Black Goat, off your latest album, Signals Through the Flame. <laughs> there was no tanning and no eating of the goat, but I would have hung out with the black goat if I had if I had a chance to. I would definitely hang out with the black goat, hopefully at night. And what inspired that song, the imagery of a black goat? Uh... It sort of just came I it came out came out of my mouth and uh it you know it's kind of used a lot you know in metal I it love just, goats It seemed right yeah I love goats too like it was actually the cover was supposed to have me with a goat on it so that was part of it Do you eat goat meat? I don't actually no Goat cheese? Uh yes actually yep yeah I had some pet goats back in the day Thelma and Louise <laughs> Just to make a long story short 
I shouldn't have babysat that billy goat because it got near Thelma and Louise and Louise was just a little stinker. She didn't have a successful pregnancy, but she uttered. So she was just a little goat, but she started to utter. And then later in life, she did purposefully meet a billy goat and successfully dropped peaches and cream to goat kids. <laughs> and then once they were weaned, I would have to milk her. And it was, I should have had a proper milking parlor because it was quite hard on my back. It was a great experience, but I made some goat cheese and I've been Whoa. aging it since 2015. Whoa. So I still aging it right now. Yeah, I'm still aging it. I wow. But I was fascinated by that night of the black goat imagery, just because goats are such a powerful domestic agricultural animal, as well as a great forager. And I really was found mine successful at cut, eating back the the horrible weeds with their right. thick lips to eat the thistle and the burdock and all those types of things. Right. And I was talking to Ricky New. He's a drummer in Southern Ontario with Diesel Dog, and he uses traditional methods to tan deer hides and whatnot. And he's going to help me tan a goat hide to make a new djembe. Oh, awesome. We just recorded somebody who had made their own drum using skins and bones, and it was pretty awesome. Oh, wow. It was fascinating, yeah. Can, can you tell us how they did the frame? With wood uh, it was like the a cross. The bones were in like a cross, and then there was wood in a circle around it, and then the hide was pulled on top of it. That is so cool. Yeah, and she also had actually a percussion instrument made out of hooves. We got Ricky some deer feet from some friendly hunters because they take the toenails off the deer feet and a traditional instrument is a rattle. Uh, yeah, deer that's toenail exactly rattle, what it was. that kind of yeah. thing. Interesting. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, the last couple of years, I've started playing more natural horns and cow bones and the moth rattles you can get from the sand in Southern Africa. And it really does change the atmosphere of the jam to have like those natural materials in the instruments and and the instruments. Uh-huh. They, they, and they, they, I mean, both both the instruments she was playing sounded so interesting. The traditional Crazy. instruments sound just as good now as it did 50,000 years ago or 10,000 years ago. Imagine that. Imagine yeah. that. If only they had electric guitars back then. Okay, we're going to we're going to transcend time and space. Back to the okay. early 2000s, to Kaman's album, Midnight is the Answer. <laughs> Who are the messengers in the pandemic? I think they're based the on your song, Messenger. Yeah, I think they're the people who are trying to keep things nice and peaceful and quiet and smooth and not just being quiet, but like there's a lot of people yelling and loudness and it's nice to have some calming. I guess calming is the word I'm looking for. Or people. Who are the messengers for me? It, it did seem, especially with the American political system, that it was a kind of whoever yells loudest is right mentality, yeah. which is yeah. horrible. Yeah. I Makes think for a lot of yelling. There's been so much creativity with artists and people recognizing their artistic impulses during the pandemic. I wonder... To me, I feel like the artists are the messengers. I And I also believe that we could be heading towards a cultural renaissance. Right. When now we're double vaxxed here in Southern Ontario, the Great Lakes region, children five to 11 are starting to get vaxxed. I don't want to get into the politics of how there's vaccine inequity between Canada and the Western world and the rest of the world, because oh, yeah. those are important yeah. conversations, but not for this, 100%. not for, not for right here, right now, but 
I feel like with the stage of the pandemic, we're going into double vax, triple vax. It's time to relax and it's time to be inspired by the music. And there's been so much creativity with people. I, I want to know, have you been produced writing a lot of material? And are we going to be- I have be been hearing? actually, I have been, uh, but also, I mean, just on that, you know, there, I've heard like five of the best records I've ever heard in my life this year. You know, it's some music out there that is just unbelievable. You know, Michaela Davis, the new motorcycle record, just, you know, there's great, great stuff going on. The motorcycle record is just fantastic. The pandemic show, likes to support the arts this is a project to unite humanity it's an art project we donated money to the new music nation art project done by the despicable ed the sock but despite his rudeness and his crassness and his dirty cigar it's great to see independent it's great to see the bands from across canada and i agree with you there is amazing music and cultural artistic products being created right now Mm -hmm. in this tumultuous time. And I feel like that is a lot of what I think the messengers will be to help us keep the calm and the sanity and the kindness as we walk through these people that just want to yell, yell, yell with hate in their heart, governed by fear. No, I'm no Murray McLaughlin. I'm not a martial artist. But I don't like to make decisions based in fear. Right. And I feel like the people yelling, they're doing that or they're greedy and they're doing it for their own personal self-gain, monetary gain. I also feel like the messengers are things from the past. I know with the Kamloops 215, we can't in Canada and around the world kind of have secrecy around the abuses that happened in residential schools in Canada in the 18 and 1900s based on the industrial school model of the United Kingdom before that. Right. And I feel recently in the summer, it came out that Terry Fox's grandmother's Métis. And there's been a lot of just positive feelings after a really lot of negative things. So it's, uh, there's just so much happening. And it's not just the people right now, but it's also kind of history bubbling back up in really hard, painful ways, but also really positive, uplifting ways. Yeah. Saying this can't happen again is like, that can be a very positive thing. And let's hopefully like, you know, the voice gets echoed, you know, because things like that can't happen, you know? And that's one of the great I mean, things they I like. Do, but I, it's bad, you know, it's like. It's, it makes me think of the Star Trek episode that Tom Jackson, who was here on for the pandemic shows day of national truth and reconciliation with his song, Lost Souls. He was recording, he was doing something in Glasgow, Scotland when the news came out of the Kamloops 215. Human remains found at residential schools. Since then, the numbers in the thousands across North America. But he wrote his song but to help with the healing and end the secrecy around the residential school abuses. He's also very positive about people coming together. And he was in a Star Trek The Next Generation episode, season seven, episode 20, uh, New Beginnings. Uh, it was a story where Wesley Crusher starts to transcend time and space the second time he was visited by the Traveler. Right. And it even shows how much we've changed back then because on Star Trek, the Enterprise, Captain Lu- John Luke Picard at the helm, Captain on the bridge, he was tasked to remove a Federation settlement of North American indigenous people. They called them Indians in the show who had been traveling space for 200 years, looking for the just right place to resettle. Unfortunately, the war with the Cardassians, they came up with a peace treaty and a a line and the Cardassian colonies from the Federation side had to move back to Cardassia. 
side and the Federation colonies had to move vice versa. Well, Captain Picard was given orders by the Admiral of Starfleet and he had to go and forcibly remove them. So it was a scenario of history repeating itself, right? Right. In the future. But the indigenous tribe said, Captain Picard, we are not going anywhere. And it turned out that Captain Picard was related to a Spanish general who had led who had historically been involved in the tragedy of that indigenous tribe. And it ended up ultimately that the tribe did stay. The indigenous community stayed. They made a deal with the Cardis. Uh, we won't bother the you. You don't b- bother us. And it was interesting how Star Trek re-envisioned and reinterpreted a different outcome. But it's interesting how Star Trek reimagines a negative history. And I think that's just what you're saying. We have to recognize the faults of the past to make sure we don't repeat them. Yes. Yeah, I think the Earth Guardians and the Land Defenders are messengers then in like the Greta Thunbergs and the people out in Vancouver Islands and all these other places. I think they're messengers too. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Have you been more connected with the Earth or nature since the pandemic? I feel like yeah, a little. Yeah, I have actually. I think I bought a bike. So I've just been riding in the summertime almost every day. Just taking in the city like that as opposed to transit, I think makes a huge difference. But also I read a book by Adam Bunch about the history of Toronto and it talks about the uh, the harbor a lot. And so it's just interesting to picture how it was back then and ride through it now, you know, kind of thing. And there's more construction happening every day. Lots of oh. cranes around Union Station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are just so fortunate here today on the Pandemic Show to be talking with Ian Blurton, who's got a unique experience based in unique experiences. We're so fortunate to be able to be to play song title in the form of the Pandemic Question, inspired by the one and only Nardwar, the Human Serviette. Our last question here today on the Pandemic Show, based on another Come On song, what are the marching orders for the Army of Love? Get to work. I mean, come on. Come a little closer. Come together, all together. <laughs> Yeah, come together. And now that we are double, in some cases, triple vax, it's easier now to go out and do the types of things that need to be done together, even though we still need to follow public health. Where where are you in this journey? I feel like next spring is going to be when I'm going to feel better about all of it. I've been to one movie and it felt really weird, even though there was no one in the theater at all. But I haven't gone to like a show or anything like that. Did you go see Dune? No, I haven't gone to, no, uh, what was it? Oh, Black Widow. Okay, what'd you think? I liked it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, a lot of my favorite bands aren't coming here or anything like that, so it's not like... Due to insurance and the hassles of round travel oh, that you... And just, like, like, the amount of, like, the, how many times do tours get announced, canceled, rescheduled, announced, rescheduled? It's, like, it's crazy. You know, there's going to be rescheduling burnout, you know, soon. It, it seems like this cultural renaissance that's coming to, to, to support the people of the pandemic, it might really be regionally based at the beginning. Oh, yeah, I think so. I think there needs to be a lot of rebuilding, you know, in the small towns and just, you know, if scenes are going to happen again, there's going to have to be people who are going to be willing to rebuild and do it, you know. Because so many venues, mm. oh, unfortunately, have closed. It's, it's so it's, sad. It's like just wiped out, you know. Well, we're fortunate to have you, Ian Blurton, and your (laughs) amigos in music. I'm fortunate to have you. My sense is that when it's safe to gather again indoors, you and your friends will be leading the charge to support the small independent music venues that have made it and that are going to reopen or the new ones that are going to form. Right. 
Yeah. I mean, I Corblund just uh, announced a tour and he's doing like all small venues and he's doing like three and four nights at some of them. It's I think you're going to have to you're going to need to see that at some point, you know, like uh, I mean, great on him. That's exactly what needs to happen. Tell us, what do you hope the world's like in after times? I hope uh, we come out of this better. Just maybe look at ourselves, uh, you know, in a, in a light that maybe might not be entirely comfortable, but come out of this with some ideas that take us into the future and uh, make the world a better place, you know? Bingo was his name, oh. <laughs> Every one of us, it's our responsibility to do that, to look inwards. Yeah. And to see where the hate is or the fear is or the anxiety. Yeah. And realize if it's a problem, it's probably your problem. Like, you know, I'm not saying everything. I'm saying like, if I'm having a problem with something, you know, a lot of times it's just yourself, you know, take a look inside, figure out what it's bugging you and work on it. Yes. And then we can all come a little closer. (laughs) Yes, we can. Ian Blurton, thank you ever so much. Oh, thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening to The Pandemic Show. We're all in this together and we're glad you're here together with us. Physically distance with us at pandemishow.com. Be a part of our community by subscribing to and sharing the Pandemic Show. Thanks for taking a minute to email an episode, share a link, or promote us on social media. Pandemic Show is on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. Stories from the Pandemic for the people of the Pandemic. Do you have an interesting Pandemic story and want to share? Email us at pandemishow at gmail.com. Thanks to all our guests. Thanks to Giant Value for singing us in and letting us know everything is going to be all right. No one is alone at the Pandemic Show.